If you search the word testosterone on YouTube, you'll get thousands of videos telling you how you can increase your testosterone through diet alone. There are some pretty crazy claims out there, but which of those actually have evidence? Today, I'm going to walk you through the two main concepts for eating a diet that promotes a healthy level of testosterone and how to figure out which advice is misguided. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the 10th episode of the fourth season of the Building Lifelong Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Renneke, and in this podcast, our goal is to help keep you active and healthy for life through practical and actionable information. Today, we're talking all about dietary changes for increasing your testosterone, right? So let's dive into it here. There are a lot of insane claims on the internet about this. I'll just throw that out there to start. If you go on the internet and you just Google or YouTube testosterone and food and whatever, like there is so much out there. I actually did this as kind of an experiment. I just typed in testosterone diet on YouTube and just was watching shorts. And my goodness, there is quite a lot of stuff out there. Some of it is solid. Other information is questionable at best. We'll put it that way. But it's super overwhelming. Obviously, I'm a physician and like I study this stuff, stuff in my free time. I'm a huge nerd. I love learning about this. And like for me, it's overwhelming to look at this stuff. So I can only imagine what it's like for someone who just wants to learn the information, right? Who maybe doesn't have a health or medical background and does this, the search and then Google and like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And fear not, today we're gonna talk all about it and kind of break it down a little bit, like I said. But the issue I have is there's so many people who speak with so much confidence, right? They're saying, eat this, do this, like this will boost your testosterone. But like, how can they really know? Like, that's like, that's my question for them is like, when you speak with that much confidence, how can you truly know that this will help every single person? And they can't is the answer. If you ever find someone on the internet speaking with so much confidence saying, Hey, this has to be the way this is the way I'd be really skeptical. They either are an expert in their field and feel fantastically confident in that, or they don't really know anything. And like I said, most people, even experts in their field tend to have a lot more humility saying, Hey, it could be this, it could be that. And so like I said, when people make big claims, a lot of times they're trying to get clicks. And I understand that in this economy, that is, you know, how you get paid and all that. But if someone's making huge claims, I would kind of question, you know, where are their intentions? But like I said, the people who do claim these extraordinary things, right? Like almost none of them will have any sort of solid evidence base. And so they're preying on your emotions, right? Cause this is a very visceral reaction, right? Testosterone is a big thing. It's talked about all the time and it's kind of lauded as this thing. That's like, it's a miracle thing. It, you know, if testosterone will fix everything. And that's not the case, uh, as I've seen many times as a physician, but that being said, there's a lot of people who have lots of big concerns about it. And it, you know, people who are saying you need to do this and that for testosterone, they're still preying on emotions. And so that's why this one is um, near and dear to my heart. Cause there's so many things that I've seen and so many patients that I've worked with have said, you know, they've heard X, Y, and Z. And so like I, said, I just want to kind of break it down into the two most important things that I think we really need to focus on. That's it. So first we'll talk about the concept one. This is maintaining a healthy body composition. And you might be like, Whoa, that sounds kind of familiar. Well, yeah, let's take it back to the first season of the Building Lifelong Athletes podcast. We talk about the necessary nine, right? These nine things that I harp on saying, hey, if you lock in and do these nine things, you're going to have really good outcomes. It's one of those 80-20 principles, right? If you lock in these nine things, so just nine things, if you worry about those and master those, that's going to easily take care of 80 plus percent of your health, they said. But there's a reason that I talk about this and I harp on it over and over again because it's a critical piece for your health. You know, some people might be like, oh, body composition doesn't seem as, you know, cool or awesome as nutrition or exercise or sleep. Like I said, but it's all tied together. Like I said, you can't escape that. Like I said, but if there's one thing you can do for your testosterone, one single thing, it's having a normal body composition. That's the most important thing you can do to have a solid testosterone level. Everything else is kind of, you know, here and there arbitrary. There are things you can do, but like, like I said, 
this is like one of the lowest hanging pieces of fruit. Like if you have an issue with your body composition, like this is where we start. Like, so there's no amount of testosterone boosting foods that will make up for poor body composition, right? Like if you have obesity, right? Like you're up there and you have a BMI, maybe 35, 40, something like that. It doesn't matter how many quote unquote superfoods you eat. It doesn't matter at all. Cause like I said, it's not going to make a dent in that. Like I said, body composition in general, very important. So if you have obesity, eliminating that in whatever way works for you, that will have a way bigger effect on testosterone than any specific food. So once again, I leave that open saying in whatever way works for you. So I'm not saying, hey, we have to do X, Y, or Z. But like I said, at the end of the day, we have to recognize that having an unhealthy body composition does have effects. And like I said, this is not as sexy as some people claim that there's a specific food or eat this. But like I said, if you lose adipose tissue, you're going to increase testosterone. And the more you lose, the more your testosterone will increase. Obviously, this only applies if you have excess adipose tissue, right? So like, but we think about adipose tissue, if we go back, what does it do? Well, there's an aromatase enzyme in there. What that does, that converts testosterone to estrogen, right? And so if we have excess adiposity, that means we're going to have more estrogen and less testosterone. And so when we lose that extra fat or, or adipose tissue, we are going to be decreasing the act, activity of that enzyme and we're going to have more testosterone. Like I said, and that's what it is. But like I said, when you start getting over 10% of your body weight loss, you can start to see, see the real gains. So like that's super important in terms of losing excess weight. And once again, talking about excess weight, we're not talking about, hey, you're already pretty darn lean. We need to continue to lose more weight. Like we'll talk about that in a little bit here. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about if you have excess weight and increased adiposity, that's number one. So like I said, that's first and foremost. If you maintain a healthy body composition, there we go. If you have not, if you don't have a healthy body composition, that's the first place to start. And that'd be like the first thing I would focus on, like lifestyle changes. We talk about all the time. Lifestyle changes are the first line for pretty much everything we do. And it's no different here. If we have an abnormally low testosterone and we have increased adiposity, like right there, low hanging fruit, let's lose weight and improve our body composition because that's going to have so many benefits if possible. Obviously, like you're probably looking like, yeah, Jordan, I know that. That's easy. It's easier said than done. And I get that. I understand that. But like I said, I think it's our job to understand that, talk about it because it's important to talk about it. And like I mentioned before, if you actually get too lean, it can actually lead to the opposite. So, right, if you're like going on a big cut, specifically bodybuilders, we talk about all the time, they've tested their levels of testosterone when they're really, really lean and it's really low. So we want to be gentle and find that range, right? We kind of have a sweet spot for when to lose weight, but obviously not too much weight. Like I said, most people, that's not their problem. But like I said, I don't want to not include that because that is important if you start losing a lot of weight and you're already at a normal body composition that will lower testosterone and not increase it. All right, the next concept is to eat a health-promoting dietary pattern. And does that sound familiar? Yeah, once again, that's one of our big components of the Necessary Nine. And you might be saying, Jordan, you're kind of copping out here, man. This is like not actual information. Like, no, I'm telling you right now, it is actual information because these are the most important things. Like I said, I'm trying to focus our sites or kind of lock us in on the most important things and kind of keep you away from the flashy distractions, right? Online, it's all about getting eyeballs and clicks. I get that. And my strategy is not necessarily sexy, but I promise you, if you stay with us and stay consistent with it, you'll see huge, huge results and way more results than you ever get chasing the biggest fad here and there. So like I said, but hang with me here. So inside of that, there's lots of different things we're gonna talk about, lots of different dietary patterns that can work for this. All right, and so the first one we're gonna dive into here is does inflammation matter? So it does an inflammatory response from a diet matter. Well, a pro-inflammatory response, they're kind of associated with testosterone deficiency. So like it can be inferred that if you had a high inflammatory diet that can maybe cause low testosterone. Obviously, what is a high inflammatory diet? It's kind of questionable. There's a inflammatory diet index that they kind of use to judge like, Hey, based off of these foods, you probably have a higher inflammatory diet. And based off of markers that they see based off when people eat, it's like, so there's a lot of like 
this leads to that leads to this leads to that and kind of extrapolating from there but overall can kind of give you a general number and there's a study they looked at people and they broke them into tertiles right so bottom third middle third top third and the lowest versus high, highest tertiles, they did have a 30% increased risk of testosterone deficiency. So, right. So when you were really high in inflammation, had a high risk of testosterone de deficiency, but overall there was like no significant change in total testosterone, estrogen, SHBG, or free androgen index. So, and then when they compared them continuously, meaning instead of breaking up into tertiles, just kind of on a spectrum, it was only like a 4% higher increase in testosterone deficiency in with, with the most inflammatory diet. So if you ate the most inflammatory diet, you did have a higher risk, but it didn't seem crazy. It wasn't significant. And so that being said, in this study, those with the highest inflammatory diet also had the highest BMI. So that may be a confounding nature as well. And so this was retrospective in nature. So nobody know if it was caused by the dietary changes or like I said, having increased adiposity we know can also be an inflammatory state. So there's lots of things going on there. And that's kind of neither here nor there. But that being said, obviously garbage in equals garbage out that's a saying in data science meaning like hey if you put junk into data or analysis or any sort of computation or anything like that you're going to get bad results and the same thing here if you're eating really poorly i don't expect you to have good results i think that will last for a while obviously everyone knows when you're a kid everyone just eats whatever they want and that's not the case today anymore but you know everyone knows that pe that person who can eat whatever they want and nothing happens and like i said eventually that typically catches up people the reason is like i said if you're eating lots and lots of things that are super dense super processed that's just a lot of calories and a lot of times a lot of calories can lead to excess weight gain and all that stuff so there's lots of stuff going on but the same is can be said like i said for diet and testosterone so if you have low testosterone, hypogonadism, and unhealthy body composition, they're all kind of associated with the diet that had the highest consumption of bread, pastries, dairy products, desserts, eating out, low intake of homemade meals and vegetables, all that fun stuff. So like I said, all these studies, this study, they're specifically looking at this low testosterone, all these bad things were associated with a really not high quality diet, kind of not a health promoting diet. And that's pretty standard. And like I said, any standard dietary device is going to like stand here saying hey like yeah don't eat all those things let's try to adjust there so overall this is just pretty standard dietary advice so we're eating you know more homemade meals less processed food things like that those seem to be tied with lower inflammation as opposed to like i said when you're eating out eating lots of processed foods that has higher inflammation so i'm not slam dunk soul on the inflammation diet specifically looking at testosterone here a lot of times there's a correlation between inflammation and just overall dietary pattern so we'll see the next advice is to avoid a rapid decrease in calories. So we talked about eating calories, making sure we're in the right calories, talk about it all the time. But it seems that if you have a huge decrease in total calories, that plays a big role in that a rapid decrease in calories can decrease testosterone. And like I said, this also goes hand in hand with weight loss, right? So we talked about this before. If you are doing a huge cut, so going to a huge energy deficit, you can have a decrease in your testosterone. And so I know I'm harping on like normal body composition. The last thing I want you to do though is, okay, all right, Jordan says I need to lose some weight. I'm just going to go ham and not eat and just go on a you know seven day fast and exercise like crazy. Like that's not what I'm telling you to do. There's so many reasons why you should not do that. Um, the, the least of those is necessarily decreasing calories, but you know, obviously we're not, we don't want to do that from a calorie perspective, from a testosterone perspective, from a lean mat, you know, muscle perspective. We don't want to do that because you might lose more lean tissue. So lots of reasons not to do that. But that being said, those people who do do that, that can have a decrease in testosterone. So something to be aware of. And another question we can ask is, well, what about specific macronutrient relationships, right? So the protein, carbs, and fats, 
what does it look like? It doesn't matter what the breakdown is. Overall, we're going to look at a couple of things. There may be something to this for a couple of them, but we'll kind of break it down. Initially looked at some studies looking at low carb diet. So kind of lower carb, higher protein is what it was. So it wasn't necessarily keto in terms of where it's predominant fat and a milder, moderate protein level. But for low carb, there was a systematic review that showed an actual decrease in testosterone when consuming high protein, which I thought was interesting because everyone talks about, hey, you need lots and lots of protein, but it's maybe more fats. But like I said, that low carb with a high protein didn't seem to be necessarily better for testosterone looking at plant-based diets there in a meta analysis that i saw there didn't seem to be a big significant change in testosterone levels with those on a plant-based diet so that might seem counterintuitive to some people because they say oh like you can't have testosterone with a low plant you know plant-based diet or a low low fat diet and it, it depends on it was very variable in terms of the fat consumption and we'll talk about that in a second but um it seems like you can have a plant-based diet and have normal testosterone levels that can indeed happen absolutely and they did look at low fat diets and this might be the one where it's like okay this this may might be one to check out you know there may have a small decrease in testosterone with low fat and the reason was you know maybe it makes intuitive sense saying hey we need fats to create hormones so we have to have some sort of minimum value but it's not super solid data and it's kind of mixed and it's also small sample size and it's like overall like hedging our bets if you're like I need to optimize my diet for testosterone Jordan. that's my number one priority then i say okay let's just make sure we're getting a adequate amount of healthy fats in like i said you'll see people online who say you need to eat animal fats you need to eat x y and z and this much of it and at the end of the day like there, i don't think there's any data saying you have to eat this many i do think it does show eating saturated fats specifically might have a little bit of increase in testosterone as well but like i said we've talked about saturated fats ad nauseum in our cardiovascular lectures that's kind of like this trade-off here so you can get healthy fats as well i don't think it necessarily has to be 100 saturated fats like i would not recommend that actually so getting healthy fats as well but making sure it's at an adequate intake level anywhere from like you know 20 ish percent and above would probably be decent you know the low fat diet is usually defined like less than 10 percent. so going above that was probably reasonable so i think it's reasonable to kind of say hey it's got an adequate fat intake should be fine and overall we're going to wrap this up now thanks so much for watching all the way to the end i really appreciate it if you could if you sign up for my mailing list that'd be awesome you'll get notified anytime i post a new video podcast or article i said i won't spam you i promise you i hate spam but thank you so much for following i really appreciate it now get off the phone get outside and have a great rest of your day Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment, education, and informational purposes only. The topics discussed should not solely be used to diagnose, treat, or prevent any condition. The information presented here was created with an evidence-based approach, but please keep in mind that science is always changing, and at the time of listening to this, there may be some new data that makes this information incomplete or inaccurate. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or qualified healthcare provider for questions regarding any medical condition.